Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guests, but first, let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to thank Violet Defense for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. At Violet Defense, they are dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Go to violetdefense.com for more information about these great products. We also want to thank Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic form registration. But you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just registration. Final Forms is a team. It's technology. And it's a service that provides schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, Reminders for parents about policies, physicals, and athletic forms can help with team communication, attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for ADs, it can help with eligibility, rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. Plus, it has secure language translation and ADA compliance. It's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what final forms can do for you, Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Remember at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to elevate the performance of their athletes using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help them play at their very best. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college and university teams that you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year, while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For more ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history, along with your proudest moments, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589 or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. 
Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to check the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. And we also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your program by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD. We're going to Utah today, and we're truly going to be speaking with a good friend, uh, Clayton Carter. Clayton is a certified master athletic administrator. He's the athletic director at Wendover High School in Wendover, Utah. And he and I met um, uh, a few years ago when we were both on the NIAAA's certification committee, uh, you know, worked together, did the annual review for the CAA exam. So really excited to catch up with uh, Clayton Carter. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. This is going to be exciting. So, well, we, um, we, uh, again, we had both been off of certification, uh, I think, for about a year or so, and then uh, we literally bumped into each other at uh, the NADC in Denver, and I just said, goodness, we got to get Clayton on the podcast, so here we are. Right. Clayton, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests, so give us that five-minute bio, where you were born and grew up, and kind of how your path led you to your current position. Well, I kind of had an interesting, I guess, bringing up, I was actually born in Canada. I was, my mom's a Canadian citizen, still is a Canadian citizen, but basically I've lived my whole life in, in the States. Uh, my mom and dad met down at uh, Brigham Young University and dad went into, he was in the Navy and so he was serving in Vietnam and my mom got pregnant and happened to have, took me up to Canada to have me born, so. <laughs> That's kind of where I got to start, but I've lived most of my life growing up in a small town called Draper. It's a, it's a suburb of Salt Lake City. Uh, I went to school there, uh, went to a school called Alta High School. It was at the time the biggest state or biggest school in the state of Utah. I was a three sport athlete, you know, football, basketball, and track. I was a hurdler in track. Uh, you know, love, love sports, uh, you know, had a great time when I was in school. I don't think I was ever a great athlete. I wasn't good enough to get a college scholarship, but I was, you know, one of those uh, hardworking blue collar type players and, and always did my best. I just don't think I was the most talented. But one thing I did learn a lot was I, I love to learn the games. And so when I went into college and I graduated at, uh, at Utah State, there in the state of Utah and Logan, uh, I went into you know uh, education. I decided at that time in the '80s it was you wanted a strong major, so I was in history, but I also had a minor in PE because I knew I wanted to coach. Right. And so I spent a lot of my my time, you know, learning the learning the craft. Took some coaching classes in college, and you know, just decided that's what I was going to do. And you know, that's, you know, I'm, I guess if you want to know a little bit more, I, you know, I'm married, I have a couple boys and, you know, I have one kid that played college football down at Dixie State University in St. George. And the other one's more the academic kid and both of them are smarter than, than their dad ever was. So, 
Now, I, I always love hearing the stories. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a couple years older than you are. But uh, similar backgrounds, you know, the same three sports in high school, you know, played, uh, you know, small college sports, uh, wanted to coach. Um, talk a little bit about early on in your career, you know, before you became an AD, um, how did that multi-sport background, you know, help you out um, as you were starting your career as a teacher coach? Well, I, th I think it started when I was young. I, you know, I was one of those kids that used to read the newspaper, <laughs> would put it on the floor, lay down there, loved to read box scores. And, and so as, as I was young, I, you know, I, I would follow that. And then back then you, you didn't see the games on TV. You listened to them on the radio. Right. And so as you would listen to the, to the announcers tell you about the game, you, you'd start to visualize it and pick it up in your mind. And so as I got older and I started learning to play game and I, and I was like a lot of kids, you know, I played little league baseball, little league football, basketball, you know, all those little league sports. I, I was one that I kind of wanted to know how the game was played, you know, what the strategy was where, uh, you know, like in basketball, you know, how am I going to stop these, you know, my, the person I was guarding, you know, I didn't want him to score on me or where was that, you know, you know, defender going, if I was, you know, if I was going to, you know, be, I was a receiver in high school. I wanted to, to know how I could out, out juke that, re, that defender. And so that just naturally picked up on, on the game. And of course, as the eighties came and they got cable TV and ESPN came in, you saw a lot more games. And so now the game was, was not only visible in my mind, it was visible. I could actually see it. And so I had think that had a huge influence on my, uh, on me wanting to be a coach at the time. And I can remember, and I was probably about 16 and I was helping my little brother out. Their coach couldn't make it. And they asked if I would step in and help coach. Well, sure. I think that was a great opportunity for me. And so I uh, decided, you know, I was going to throw these plays at these, these, with these younger kids. And so I got the team together and I, we make up some plays and all of a sudden they were working and I'm thinking, boy, am I a genius or, or am I just lucky? So I, I think that had a huge influence on why I wanted to, wanted to coach and, and the direction I decided to do as a career. Yeah, no, very, very, very cool. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting with Clayton Carter. He's a certified master athletic administrator, and he's the athletic director at Wendover High School in Utah. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Final Forms for their support of the podcast. Final Forms is the industry leader in athletic registration, but you got to know this. Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and it's a service that provides schools with help with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can also help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, with reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, about athletic forms, uh, can help with team communication, uh, attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk, along with providing secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk with a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. Once again, that's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're visiting with Clayton Carter, a good friend from uh, our days together on the NIAAA Certification Committee and longtime athletic director in the state of Utah. Coach, uh, take us back to that time when you made the transition from teacher coach to athletic director. Now you're sitting on the other side of the desk. Um, what were some of the exciting things? Maybe what were some of the challenges you faced as a, as a young AD? Okay, so my, my path was actually quite quick. I, I started my teaching career in a place called uh, Rupert, Idaho. It's a medical high school. And I was only there a year but I got a little bit of uh, 
I guess, experience. They asked me to be the linebacker coach for the varsity football team and if everything but the pole vault coach for track, which of course I knew nothing about. But being the new newbie, that's what they do. They send you to the to the hardest sport, the or hardest event in track to do. But I, I learned quick, I can tell you that. But after a year, uh, my wife wasn't really fond of Idaho, so she wanted to get back closer to family, which I totally understand. And so back in the 80s, it was really hard to find jobs. And I we just ha both happened to be educators. She was an elementary teacher. And me, of course, being a history PE teacher, which weren't the easiest jobs to find. But we have both found jobs here in the Wendover area. And my original assignment was to start as a history teacher, teaching multiple different subjects, you know, all the way from uh, seventh grade, all the way to... Uh, economics type thing. And we're a seven through 12 school. We're a small school. I should probably mention that. And so you're always thrown with different subjects for each class that you teach. And so that's what I started as. But part of the job was I had to agree to take the girls head basketball coaching job and the head track coach. <laughs> so my second year in education, I'm becoming a head head girls basketball coach and a, and a head track coach. And it went over, the girls program had only been going for three years. They just started up. So I'm on the third year of a, of a beginning program and they did not have a track facility. All we, all we could do is practice on the baseball field. So those are my challenges to start with. Uh, our AD at the time at the school, who was also a coach, but he was also the physical education teacher. He basically informed me in his his fourth year here, or my fourth year, beginning of fourth year, this was going to be his last year and he was going to move on. He wanted to go with a group of, group of athletes he had been coaching with. And he said, but we're going to need an athletic director. And back then the, the principals didn't really get themselves as, as involved with athletics as, as they do now. And so he basically was running anything. He goes, I'm going to make you my assistant athletic director. He says, there's no pay that I'm going to teach you everything. Now, when you get my job, there's at least a little stipend. He was a full-time teacher, but he got a little stipend. Right. And so being young and ambitious, like I was back then, sure. I was kind of actually excited for the opportunity to, to run an athletic program at a young age. And so when he left, he turned it over to me and, and, you know, the principal who had the principal we had had just left. So they brought in a brand new administrator who had no athletic experience at all. He was an elementary person. And basically I had a conversation with him. He goes, run with it. You just do whatever you need to do. And so I'm trying to learn, well, what am I going to do? I don't know. Now I was lucky that on our state athletic board at the time, each, uh, we call them regions, each conference division, however you want to say it, would send a representative on what back then was what we called ADEC, or basically the Athletic Directors Association at that time. And our school's representative was the conference representative from our school, and they just kept me on it. And so my very first year, he says, you got a meeting in on early September that you need to go to this meeting for uh, athletics. I said, okay. <laughs> and I just jump and ran with it. I went to that first meeting and of course was blown away about, you know, what it meant to be an athletic director. But that was a, a great learning experience for me because then I, I got to meet other athletic directors and from small schools all the way up to the big schools in our state. And so I started right away making contacts of people I could get, get to know and get associated with and learn from them. And there was a, an athletic director and he's in the the Athletic Directors Hall of Fame, the NIAAA's Hall of Fame, name was Bud Campbell from, from uh, uh, Murray High School. And most people who've been there, you know, at the national level for a long time knows Bud. He's just one of, those, one of those guys you can't miss. And he really took me under his wing that first year. And he just, anything he said, anything you need, you just let me know. You just, here's my number. Give me a call. And that's what I did. I just... I called him, got to know him, and he just kind of took me on my wing, and we just started running with it. You know, uh, 
we've talked about that. I'm sure your state has talked about too, about, you know, helping new athletic directors survive, get through those first couple of years, you know, so they don't get burnt out and, and discouraged. And I just can't, uh, I know there's money involved, but I just can't understand why states haven't created that system and made it, you know, mandatory basically for a new AD uh, to spend a day or even a couple of days uh, with veteran ADs, with the state association, however they want to do it, to provide that type of uh, networking, uh, mentorship, and, and just, um, you know, let's say best practices uh, for an AD. So what a great opportunity for you as that brand new AD to be able to go in and absorb all that knowledge. It, it, was, it was real helpful. And, and now you mentioned that it's our state, we have every September, we have a new ADs training. And we offer the 501 class and maybe even 502, I think. I know we offer 501 at least. And we just bring them in. We go through all the things that they need to know at this, with the High School Activity Association in our, in our state. And we take a full day and we train all those new ADs. And, and that was part of you know, development we've, we've done through our association. And you know, being a longtime AD also, you know, it, being an athletic director has changed over the last 20 years. You know, it's kind of, you were all on an island by yourself, but not anymore with, with our associations as strong as they are and, and working, inter, interacting with each other. No, absolutely. Uh, it's great to see UIAAA, uh, you know, taking the lead on that. Okay. Uh, we'll have to say thanks to Hutch Hunter the next time I see him. For right? sure. <laughs> For our listeners, uh, we are visiting today with Clayton Carter, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and longtime AD at Wendover High School in Utah. We're going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Huddle for their support of the podcast. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 180,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play better. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They have online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. Of course, there's analytics and a whole lot more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth programs to high schools and colleges, and even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes play their best. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes, a lot of their parents, and the coaches of the college teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Again, today we're visiting with Clayton Carter, from Wendover High School in Utah. Clayton, um, we always like to hear about the mentors that um, have helped people. Uh, none of us get here by ourselves. So who are some of the folks that helped you along the way in your path as a athletic director? Well, I think like a lot of, a lot of individuals, you know, I, I look at my father as, as the first mentor in my life. Uh, he was a hardworking man, worked three or four jobs. I'm, I'm from a large family. I'm the oldest of nine, nine kids. So I've got a lot of siblings and he was a hardworking individual. And he, but he was also, if anything, he was a marathon runner. He didn't get into that till he was more in his, his mid thirties. And he just, that was his outlet. And he's still running marathons today. He's, he'll be 80 years old and he's still planning on running the St. George marathon this fall. And I've just always admired that type of work ethic. And, and I've always tried to, to train myself to be a lot like my father in that way, you know, that to give it everything you have, no matter, you know, you know, how old you are or, or what, what the situation is, you just, you just go out and try hard doing things with hard work. And, and so he was, he was really my first mentor. Uh, I probably, if I look at back with my coaches, there was one coach in particular that, that kind of took me under his wing. I was in uh, a ninth grader at, at going to a new high school and I happened to be in his freshman basketball class. 
he was he was the JV coach, basketball coach for the the school, and he kind of just took me under his wing. He could see that I loved to play the game, and but I but I shot like I shot with a two-handed push shot, you know the old. And I was pretty successful at it, but he goes, you're not going to be able to do that at, the ne at this ne next level. You, you're going to have to, to learn to shoot the correct way. And so he took me under his wing and, and taught me basically how to, how to shoot correctly and, and, and be the, the player that I was at the time. So I've always looked up to him. And, and then I, I kind of thought back in, in my professional career as a, as a, a teacher, I've had one administrator and I got to know, know this, this uh, principal a long time before he ever came to Wendover. He was actually a, a principal at, in uh, Oahe, which is in Nevada. It's a small, small uh, Native American reservation school that, was, that he was part of. And we were coming there. I was new as a girls basketball coach. And that was one of our trips that had been prearranged before I, I took over the job. And... When I got there, of course, I'd, I'd never been there. I didn't even know anything about the town. And, and he just came right up to me and started talking to me and, and kind of, you know, showed me a little bit about his school and so forth. And I thought, you know, hey, that, that was pretty impressive. And then he later transferred to the other high school here in, in Wendover. I'm on the, I live on the border of Utah, Nevada, and I'm in the Utah side, and, but there is a high school on the Nevada side. And he became... Uh, one of the administrators over there in the Nevada school. And so, you know, we, we got to know each other professionally that way. Plus he was their athletic director. And then I really got to know him well is we both met or we both went to the conference in, in uh, New Orleans, the national conference, just for the year before Katrina hit. I don't know if you remember that or not. Oh yeah. And so he was there and I was there. We just kind of ran into each other. We didn't even know we were going to the conference. And so we kind of hung around and, and got to know each other even better. And then he became our principal over here at Wendover. But what really always impressed me besides being friendly and, and personal, he always had a saying and I wrote, wrote it down. But basically it says, we're in the kid business and you're good at what you do. And he would tell us, us as teachers, as coaches, you know, me as the athletic director, he would always say that. That was his saying. We're in the kid business and you're good at what you do. And you know what? I believe that. And I've used that, that same saying over the years to, to new coaches that I have, new, new teachers that come in. I'm by far the longest on staff here at Wendover. We're a high transition school. But anytime we have new teachers come in, that's the first piece of advice I get, give them. You know, and I think that has has really had a strong influence on on what I've done as an athletic director and and teacher over the years. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I, I think it's um, you know number one is a reminder uh, and a challenge of you know this is what we're doing. And at the same time, it's an affirmation of you as an individual uh, to go out and do the job. Very very cool. Uh, you talked about the national conference. You already shared how you were able to get involved uh, locally and statewide at a, a early stage in your career. Talk about um, how you got involved with NIAAA and how that you know led to uh, your CMAA and being on the certification team. So, with me being on the, on, we'll call it the UIAAA now because that's what it is here in our state. Uh, I was on our representative from our our conference, our region for 20 years. And so I was involved in, in getting the CAA and the CMA really established in our, in our state. I was on, you know, serving on our ADAC committee for with that as they were be, getting involved. So over the, over the years, we'd have a few administrators here and there, or a few athletic administrators here and there decide to go for their CAA. Well, I was coaching full-time. I was an AD you know, I was teaching full-time. I just never imagined myself doing that. But then the year 2000 came and I thought, you know what? If I'm going to do this long-term, I'm going to be certified. I want that certification. I think it's, it's necessary. I think it's also a sign of respect. And, and so I was one of the first 
probably first 15 or 16 uh, athletic directors to get that certification in our state. And so I used it and, you know, I was, I guess you could say proud of it because I, I really was proud of, of, you know, going through preparing myself to take the test. I've, I've taken, oh, I don't know, I think 35, 36 LTC classes over the years, you know, so I understood at least I thought, I think I understand what a, what a good AD at least should be. And so about eight years later, we'd only had, I think six, maybe not even quite six, maybe five that, have, that were CMAs in our state. And I thought, you know what? I wanna be that, that next person. And so I, of course, did a project. The project was based on, we, we uh, established a drug testing program in our school. And so I wrote my, uh, basically my, uh, I guess you could say, <laughs> I always thought to say thesis, but that's not what it really was, but my- uh, Your project. My project, thank you. <laughs> my project on that, on how we established it, how we started and so forth. And I got that. So as I kept growing, I thought, you know what? How else can I grow myself as, a, as an athletic director? And I thought, you know what? I, I wanna serve on one of those national committees. But I told myself, I can't do that until I give up basically my, my coaching. And I was coaching boys basketball at this time. And I thought, you know what, I've got to, I've got to you know, decide, do I want to take that next step or do I want to stay as a coach? And I love coaching, but I was ready to, to make that big, next big step. And I did that. I, not only did I you know, join the certification committee or I guess or got accepted to the certification committee but I also ran for uh, uh, the presidency of our association the UIAAA and I was and after three attempts I, I think the third attempt I finally won and so I served that along with serving at the national level so that's kind of how I established my myself at that level right now I'm serving on the executive committee for the Utah High School Activity Association from our our conference, our region, and we're the policy making board for the state athletics. So, and most of those, most of those people on that, that committee are principals. And I'm just an athletic director. One of, one of about three athletic directors on that committee of about, I think it's about 25, 26 individuals. So. Now you're there, you're on that committee to provide the wisdom for those principals. Uh, <laughs> okay. But. No. <laughs> Great, uh, you know, great example about uh, to our younger listeners, especially about, you know, how you you need to, you know, get involved, uh, take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, don't wait to be asked, you know, volunteer for committees, you know, reach out to other people, you know, very cool stuff. Uh, we're going to do this at the end of the podcast. But if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, uh, find out how you do things at Wendover, what's the best way that they can get in touch with you? I'll, I can go either one of two ways. They can, they can email me at ccarter at Twilla, which is T-O-O-E-L-E -E, schools with an S on the end, dot org. Or they can uh, always text me or call me on my cell phone. I'm, I just, if I don't answer, I just say, leave a message <laughs> and I will get back to you. But that's 801-550-7790. And like I said, I'm more than willing to, to listen to anybody or, or give advice to anybody. Yeah. And all that information is also on the NIAAA portal. Uh, so you can go check it out. Once again, we're visiting with Clayton Carter, a good friend from our days on the NIAAA certification committee and soon to be retired AD uh, at Wendover High School in Utah. We're going to be back with some more after a quick break. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while also creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call them at 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and find out exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. 
That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. You won't be disappointed. We're back with Clayton Carter, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the AD at Wendover High School in Utah. Clayton, now's the time where you get to brag a little bit on your school. You know, we try to share uh, best practices on the podcast. So I'm going to ask you to take um, that 30,000 foot view of your program. And as you look at it, what are some things that um, you can say very humbly? Boy, we really do a great job with this. Uh, do you have any best practices to share? I'll, I'm going to tell you, I think our strongest one in this, and we are what I call a sportsmanship school. And just a little bit about our school. Uh, we're about 75% Latino. Most of them are, are from Mexico. Uh, most of them have come over illegally. We're a casino town, so, so a lot of them will work in the casinos and so forth. But we're also, we've also about, about 10 to 15% uh, go shoot Native American. And then, so the rest of the other 15% or so are basically Caucasian kids or, and so forth in our school. So in Utah, that's not traditional. And there's very few schools that have a, a, a minority like that group, which is your majority. And so we, we being a small school, we have to travel a lot of, a lot of different places throughout the state. And of course, the first time kids see you, they are shocked by seeing the type of kids that we have. And so when I first got here at Wendover, we had kids dropping out. We had kids, you know, with this issue, that issue. And so our, our first goal was to try to make our, make our kids proud of our school. But we also wanted schools outside of Wendover to see Wendover as a school that, that was, I wanna use the word classy. And, you know, we didn't want the reputation of them being that school. And so we really worked hard on sportsmanship. And our state has, has a sportsmanship program where you get a star if you have uh, basically no, uh, no ejections for the year, players or coaches. Uh, they, uh, they, they basically have given you a banner with a star on it and you, and you put the star up. Well, since that program has started, we have got our star every year. And if our kids get a technical, like in a basketball game, they have to watch the sportsmanship uh, video that the National Federation puts out. And just those minor changes has made our kids realize that, hey, sportsmanship is important. You'll see our kids go out and if a kid falls down from the other team, they're going to be one of the first people to try to help them up if they'll have them there. Uh, basically, they... They basically keep their mouth shut, you know, when the official, their job is not to, to tell the officials what's going on. That's the coach's job. And, and so I'm really proud of the fact that our kids are willing to do that. And we have not had a kid ejected. And that includes red cards in soccer, which seem like to be always common, but our kids, they might get a yellow card. We ain't getting a red card. That's just, that's kind of our, uh, our philosophy. One of one of the things I think are are my biggest bragging point of our school. I love to hear that. I just did a presentation for a group of ads, uh, and that was one of the themes: the athletic director's role in building a, a culture of sportsmanship. Yeah, we want to win, and we're going to go out and fight you tooth and nail. But we're going to respect the game. We're going to respect the opponent. We're going to respect the officials. And again, that message coming down from the ad to the coaches, from the coaches to the players. You know, the fans and the parents and the bleachers, they're going to follow suit, okay? But yep. uh, great stuff. So so glad you were able to share that. Once again, for listeners, we're visiting with Clayton Carter, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from Utah. We're going to take another quick break here from our sponsors. Please come back. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for their support. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, 
visit vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or learn more and get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute. Call them at 614-981-3589. Or you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We're back with Clayton Carter, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. Coach, um, one of the questions that we've been asking our ADs uh, revolves around this idea of, of toughness. Uh, you and I are similar in age, and, and this may have happened to you. I know when I was in high school 100 years ago, it, it was very common. Uh, my coaches would say, you know, come on, guys, you got to be tough, or come on, Jake, you got to suck it up. And we knew exactly what they meant. Uh, and I think over the years, uh, we learned better ways to communicate those ideas to our student athletes. So my question for you is this, you know, toughness is a, a very important quality in sports and in life. So how can athletic directors and coaches teach kids to be tough while also being sensitive to the real social emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing? Uh, do you have any advice for us on this? Well, you know, that that's a tough question if you really think about it. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> as, as I was kind of thinking about that, I, I, I kind of want to start like with a quote from John Wooden. You know, you know, talk about a coach that was tough but sensitive. I mean, he, he knew how to treat his athletes. And he has a, sa uh, uh, a statement he's, he made, failure is not fatal. Failure to change might be. And I, I use that same saying every time I have a coach's meeting at the beginning of the new school year. And I tell the coaches, you know, it, it's not fatal to fail, but it's, it's, it could be fatal if you don't change. And I think that's the same thing with, with kids these days and toughness. I mean, if you do it one way and you can see that that kid is not uh, reacting to, to the presentation that you're making there, then you've got to change. And you and you've got to you've got to to be able to realize that there's different ways for different kids. And I know we'll be talking about it on our last thing, but one of the things I really believe is with with athletic directors, coaches, is we have gray areas, and you can't do the same thing with everybody the same way. You, each person's an individual and different. And so, so how do we do that? Trainings, you know, you, you, you've, you've got to be trained to do it. And that's our job as ADs. How do we make kids tough? You challenge them. And I think you challenge them at practice. You challenge them at, at, during games. You challenge them after games by talking about what, what had happened. But you, but you can't use anger as the way of doing that. And then our kids will pick up on that. We had a, had a basketball team last year that took second in state in basketball. We've never even came close to, to playing in the state championship game in basketball before and as a school. We've been a school for probably around 65 years. And it was our first chance of doing that. And our kids wanted to win that state championship so bad, but it didn't happen. And our coaches, you know, took those kids aside and, and told them, you know, and, and says, Hey, you know what, what you accomplished was, was great for our school. But the thing about that team is they were all seniors. 10 of our top 11 players were seniors on that team. So we have kids coming in this year that were all JV players had never played at the varsity level. And so our coaches had to, to teach these kids what toughness is at that level. And at the beginning of the year, I'm thinking, are we ever going to win a game? But we ended up, you know, making it and qualifying to, to the state. We were in the, one of the top 16 schools in our classification and actually made it to the state playoffs. And it took those little things that our coaches did, you know, constantly convincing them that you know what you can you can do this you just got to be mentally with it knowing that there's going to be some challenges and 
you know, I, I kind of think that's the, the philosophy that, that we've tried to use here at Wendover for it. You know, and, and those are, and you and I know this because we've been there, uh, but those are lessons that they're going to uh, put away and use, you know, next year, maybe even this spring in a spring sport, but for the rest of their lives, you know, great, great stuff. Uh, yeah, those kids, those kids are excited for next year. They can't wait to get because now they've got a year under their belt and then you can just hear them talking in the halls. Can't wait for next year. We're going to get them. We want the same schedule. We want that same tough schedule. And those, those are the comments that as an AD, you want to hear and that you know, hey, I've got the right coach in place. You know, these, they can't wait for next year. You know, regardless of the number of wins, you know, they want to be involved in that program. Great, yep. great stuff. Clayton, it was so much fun being on the committee with you. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of fun, I think, uh, during our time together. And it was great reconnecting with you at NADC. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, and you certainly have shared with our listeners today uh, your wide experiences as an AD. But in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. And uh, again, our listeners know our toolbox segment is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. We're going to take a quick break and hear from Athletic Surveys. And then we're going to come back and find out what Clayton Carter is going to put in his athletic director toolbox. Please stay with us. As we said, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack sponsors the AD Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the players and the parents who really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466. Or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them show you how to take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time. We've spent a a great visit here with Clayton Carter, Certified Master Athletic Administrator. But right now, he's going to tell us what three tools are going to go into his new Athletic Director Toolbox. And again, this is sponsored by Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Clayton Carter, what do you have for us? All right. So I kind of thought these these ideas were good for for especially new Athletic Directors, since I've, I've dealt with a lot of them over the years. And the first one I've kind of mentioned in my last segment was you got to realize as an athletic director, you're, everything's not going to be, you know, black and white. There's going to be a lot of gray areas. And you've got to kind of understand that, you know, and, and the people and the clientele that you're dealing with, you know, players, parents, coaches, administrators, they all have different needs and different wants. And so you've got to be able to figure out <laughs> how to, I guess appease and and make things well with all those groups. And so I, I think you've just got to understand there's going to be a lot of gray areas when you're an athletic director. The second thing I think is I think you got to be visible. The athletic director is the, one of the most important parts of, of the school, and it is the most I think it's the most important part of the school athletic programs because you are the coach of the coaches, and you are the kind of you direct how athletics is run at your school. And I think you need to be visible. You need to be at games. You need to be seen at practices once in a while. You know, you need to go talk to administration. You, it's good to go out and, and affiliate yourself with parents during games. And, you know, I think you just, you, you, the people have got to know who you are and they, so that they can come to you if they have, you know, piece of advice or if they need things. And, and it makes, the chain of command is so much easier when they know who you are as the athletic director. So I think you need to be visible. 
And then the last thing, and we've talked a little bit about this also, is you know you need a mentor. You need you need to be able to ask for help. And you know as well as I do, you get a phone call from some athletic director that needs help. You're going to give it to them. All all us athletic directors, we all have the same issues, the same problems, maybe just a little bit differently done, but we're all willing to help and give advice to, to those people that are needed. I can even say this, even as an athletic for 30 years, there's still times I feel like, oh, I need to call this person to find out what's, how they handle this situation in their school. And so I think you, I think you need to be willing to ask for help. So, I mean, all three of those are just fantastic tools. And speaking of asking for help, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and pick your brain. And I certainly encourage you listeners to do so. We've got a, a master AD here. What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? Again, you can, you can email me anytime at ccarter at tuolaschools.org. And that's T-O-O-E-L-E schools with an S on the end. Or you can, bell's going. <laughs> I was hoping we could beat it before it rang, but, and then you could cut always, uh, either text me or call me at 801-550-7790. That is my cell phone. So it wouldn't be a podcast with an AD if we didn't have a bell going off or somebody coming <laughs> in the office, but Clayton, again, this has been great catching up. Thanks so much for being on the podcast and all the best uh, for the coming season. It was my pleasure. And Hey, thanks for having me on there too. Oh, absolutely. For our listeners, remember the zoom recordings of all of our interviews uh, are uploaded to the educational AD podcast, YouTube channel. We appreciate you listening to this interview. Come back again next time. Come back just about every single day uh, for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you by going to hometownticketing.com. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing.